0: One of the worst days of my life in racing, one of the worst in racing, Robert Yates calls me. And I love Robert Yates. Robert and Doug Yates to me are some of the finest human beings there are. Robert calls and says, look, I need you to come meet me this morning at the shop. So I drive to the shop and come in and says, look, I'm going to have to sell my race team. I'm thinking about selling it to uh, Jack Roush wants to buy it you know Dale Jarrett was leaving taking UPS going to Michael Walters with the Toyota deal which was a great deal for Dale Jarrett but that left us with one team with just me M&M's was a sponsor and that was a tough meeting to have but when he said he's going to sell it to Jack Roush Jack and I did not get along at that time and Mm -hmm. I hate to bag up on and get really long-winded with this story because it's it's it's, it's going to show kind of how it all happened you're fine be, said, be robert, long-winded okay robert said look i know your situation with robert smith and jack roush uh, uh i will let you go look and do something else so you don't have to stay here. If I do sell it, Jack Roush, just do me a favor, do not take my sponsor. Please don't take m and because UPS leaving, if, if you take m and with you, I'm not gonna have anything, I'm gonna have to shut down. I said, Robert, I'll, I'll give you my word. I'll give you my promise. I will go meet with m and and tell them not to go with me wherever I go. So the reason I didn't do the, I didn't wanna go be a part of the Roush deal when I drove for the Wood Brothers, and I loved Eddie and Lynn to death, the Roush actually did their contracts. I, my contract wasn't done with Eddie and Lynn. It was done with Jeff Smith at, at Roush, who was the head guy. So, signed a contract. Well, they came to me and said, look, we need you to sign another four-year deal. If you don't sign, Motocraft is not going to sign. We had Ford Motocraft at the time. My car was the red and white 21. I said, Eddie, I, I can't sign a four year deal. I, something was coming. I kind of knew it was coming down the pipeline. I was going to get another opportunity. And Eddie said, Listen, please sign. If uh, if you sign, if something comes up and you want to leave, I will let you leave, no problem. I said, But we need you to sign to keep the sponsor. So I said, Eddie, yes, sir, I will. So anyway, I signed the deal in the middle of 2002. Robert Yates and Eminem's come calling. We want you to drive the 28 car, which they changed the number to the 38. So I went to Eddie Wood I said, Eddie, listen, I'm sorry, but look, look at this. This is a great opportunity. But he goes, I understand. Me and you have a deal. No problem. Well, he, when he went to Roush to get me out of my contract, they wouldn't let me out of the contract, man. They were bad at that. Roush was mean back then. Mean. So they were mean as hell. And I'm like, Eddie, we had a deal. And they were, like with well, the contracts with us, and we're scared you're taking DeWalt from Matt Kenseth and going uh-huh. there. I'm not taking DeWalt. I'll sign a contract that says I'm not taking DeWalt. Uh, but I couldn't tell them who I was taking because Eminem's was was on a different car at the time. So anyway, I had to forfeit my winnings for the rest of the year in 2002. It was over a million dollars to get them to let. You know how racing is. There's a small window sponsors, team, Kenny, you know, you only got a month. We can't wait around. We're going to move to the next guy. So I had to do all this stuff, pretty much forfeit my winnings for the rest of the year to have an opportunity to go drive a 38 car. So that was my beef with Roush. So when Robert brought me in and we had the um, conversation about him probably having to sell his team and what was going on, he knew I did not want to go back and get in the middle of what I was just in the middle of. So that's when I ended up at the, the 19 car uh, for Ray Everham. He and Jeremy had had some stuff going on or what have you. And I don't know a lot about that, but I got in the 19 car. I went and met with M&Ms and told them, look, love y'all to death. I love me being the candy man and the M&Ms guy. But if y'all go with me, then Robert will have to shut down. They were upset with me. And I have a great relationship with them. It did from day one. Victoria and Pamela Mars are two of the nicest people in the world. But I had to tell them, please don't come with me, stay. And they ended up, you know, sponsoring David Gilland. And I think they actually added a second car that Eminem's paid for. But it kept Robert Yates going. It gave him something to sell to Roush and, and keep the doors open to keep those guys employed. And then ultimately they found Kyle Bush championships later, wins later. It all worked out great. We're, we're still good friends at this point. But Kenny, when I ended up in that 19 car, I had no idea. What I was getting in the middle of, I didn't realize what was going on with Ray and his personal life, and then he was selling his team to the Gillettes, and the Gillettes never paid anybody, and it was just it, it was a mess all the time. I mean, that one year, um, I was running used cars, show cars, used parts, uh, a lot of. The, and Doug Yates has the patience of Job. We would never could pay our motor bill. So we wouldn't know on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays whether we were racing that weekend because we hadn't paid our motor bill yet. They were actually they were actually blocking us in um, the, the trucks in until we paid our motor bill for us to leave. That's how we had to try to race. Well I, I, that was that was tough for us to kind of go through that, those that couple of years. and I felt like Kenny, I was standing on the edge of a cliff. Waiting for somebody to push me over the side. I mean, it, it was absolutely miserable.
1: And the reason you brought that story up is because what you're saying is when you were listening to Jamie McMurray, yeah, it was like, you know what? What ended your career? What, what really happened there? And Jamie tells the story here Jamie McMurray, Daytona 500 winner. I know you almost won the Daytona mm-hmm. 500. Uh, he won the Brickyard, he won Charlotte. Yeah, And here Chip Ganassi says, hey, sorry, next guy on the other line here, his name's Kurt Bush. He's bringing Monster Energy drinks. So I think later in life what you're saying is that we're giving the fans a
0: look at the way it really is. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Kenny, it was, it was so miserable, so bad. I remember laying in bed crying half the time because you're so frustrated as a driver. And you yeah. want to. Just like you, you wanna compete. You wanna show up knowing you have a chance. And it was just a bad deal. We won't get paid and we was all suing each other. And you know, Menard was my teammate then. Then Casey and Casey finally got out to go to the Red Bull car. And I'm gonna tell you uh, the day that changed Elliott salary to give me a second chance at racing. I'm driving a nineteen car. We suck. I suck. I'm, I'm not doing a good job either as a driver because I got all this other stuff, you know, going on in your mind, and your head. And I'm running a show card, freaking Bristol on my, one of my favorite tracks. But Kevin and Delana Harvick mm. giving me an opportunity to drive their truck at Pocono. It was the inaugural truck race at Pocono. And Harvick was going to leave. That's back when they used to fly to Iowa. Remember, they, they, we were at Pocono with the Cup cars, but then he'd go to Iowa to run his Xfinity car.
1: Did a lot of that in the day.
0: They did a lot of that in the day. So he needed somebody to drive his truck. Well, a couple of weeks before at our drivers intros, I said, "Hey, look, man, if you ever need somebody to drive your truck or something or a car, test it." I think he was having back issues at the time. I said, "Dude, I'd be glad to. I don't want any money or anything like that, dude. I just, I just want to race." So they let me get in that Pocono truck and I sat on the pole and won the race which puts me a part of a very elite group that has a pole and a win in all three of the top series in NASCAR. And that win in that winning that inaugural race at Pocono created a relationship when I knew the 19 was going to end bad and that was my probably my time in cup racing that Harvick let me come over there and drive his Xfinity car the following year. And that was 2011. So winning that truck race, which was weird, that Saturday I won the inaugural truck race. That Sunday, my own teammates spun me out on the long pond straight away. And that's when I hit the inside wall and they threw my engine out when I was driving the Air Force car. That I hit it. Catastrophic sort of- wreck. Catastrophic wreck. Man, I was, bruised from- I was bruised from head to toe. That was a hard hit. But that gave me life, being around Kevin and and Delana, And they gave me an opportunity. Then that fall, a couple weeks later, they let me drive their car at the Bristol Night Race. Mm. And I sat on the pole with his Xfinity car, and I finished third. I lost to Kyle Busch and Joey Logano, two guys that can fly. Not not a bad third place. Right. I finished third. Reem was my sponsor. It was a great night. The cup car, so I sat on the pole in the Xfinity car, the cup car qualified our dead last and ran dead last the whole night. Uh, that's when we had one of the show cars we had pulled out of the showroom floor for me to race. So you talking about being miserable and just just everything could go bad, and it really made it where man, I didn't appreciate the Wood Brothers enough, or I didn't appreciate my time with uh, you know Robert Yates enough. Now I'm in this situation. Uh, but then getting the opportunity to go draft for Harvick and stuff the following year back in the Xfinity Series, man, that was a blessing at, at, at the right time. I really
1: feel like uh, this is jaw-dropping because we assume, you know, we, we always, for, for me, uh, you know, when fans come up sometimes, they say the wrong things. They're like, hey, man, I remember when you flipped at Pocono, I'm like, hold yeah. on, whoa, whoa. You're supposed to say, I remember when you won the night race at Bristol. So right. <laughs> to me, sometimes people, you know, you got the positive people We're go, man, Elliot, I remember when you won your first cup race, which we're going to get to. Uh, but then you got the fans that go, man, I remember when you flipped at Pocono. So when we talk about, you know, one's career and how was it to be big time, these are the things. That is is must must listen to, and uh, sometimes it ruins the good times.